I hear nothing. It's the Feed 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons! This is indeed the Feed 5 Podcast on this hump day edition presented by the ultra-smooth and very tasty Suavecito Tequila. Go pick up a bottle of the Añejo right now or Reposado or a little super action at Total Wine and more. A slight delay there. Uh, off the uh, blocks, but we're on but point, hopefully, today. There's, there's a little light that's supposed to show up when I press the button. There was no light. Yeah, there was I no light. Not, I did not see the light. Uh, you sound like a Florence and the Machine song. No light, yeah. no light, and your bright blue eyes. Yeah, I, oh, I know exactly what I you're talking know. about. I don't know any songs by her and whatever machine she brought with her. <laughs> she plays the harp. That's really oh, all I know, which please. is something I cannot do. But Lundy does on the ice. So we're kind of switching it up here on this uh, hump day edition and what goes with hump day, but hockey. Uh, so Lundy, I know nothing about the puck. Uh, nope. I will probably just blindly tell you on this action. But give Whoa. me your hump day hockey play of the day. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, you don't know f about puck. Well, just no, we just, I don't. I mean, Put like, the biscuit don't mind, in the basket. No clue. I, I don't mind cursing on this podcast, but I do try to avoid f bombs uh, <laughs> when possible. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll throw shit around there whenever we want. Yeah, Brad, yeah. this one I think you're actually going to like because you, sir, are a numbers geek. Um, you love analytics, Brad, we have not done this on the podcast in quite some time. You know how much I love the gift, don't you? Oh, yes. Little goal in the first 10, but the fun way to be able to bet it is when you see an opportunity for there to be no goal, uh, in the first 10, which is what we're doing tonight with the Winnipeg Jets and the New York Islanders. Here's why the fewest goals in the first 10 in the entire National Hockey League this season has actually been the New York Islanders. And it's been that way since the very beginning of the season. You know who has the second fewest? Their opponent, Winnipeg. The two lowest teams in the National Hockey League for having a goal in the first 10 minutes are the Jets and the Islanders, and they're playing each other. Now, Because of that, we don't get nearly the kind of juice that we do sometimes. Uh, However, at DraftKings, it is still plus odds. It's plus 105. So I will take that at a plus 105. The Islanders have allowed it to happen in approximately 36% of their games this season. But at home, that number drops to 26%. Only Hmm. one in four is it happening when they're at home. The Islanders are at home tonight, so my hockey hump day play of the day. Let's go for a no goal in the first 10. You can play that over at DraftKings at plus 105 between the Jets and the Isles. Oh, baby, seduce by the Jews. Drop the puck and make some bucks with that already on the board. Let's get after it with a hump day hoops edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's go to a battle in the northeastern part of the country and New England, and Vermont is taking on Binghamton. Uh, I have no idea where exactly Binghamton is, uh, but I know the Catamounts are right now projected to make the field representatives of the American East, and I am going to lay the heavy chalk with those catamounts minus 13 and a half at home. 
against Bamington. Uh, the reason why I'm on VT, uh, they're 7-1 straight up at home this season. And number 25 in all of college basketball in those home matchups. An effective field goal percentage. Offense are netting 58.8% inside the arc and 37.1% from long distance in those uh, particular games. Bingham, meanwhile, just 4-9 on the road. And the advanced analytics unsightly. Number 309 and adjusted offense efficiency in those road matchups. And number 264 of those road matchups and adjusted defensive efficiency, giving up 51.5% from two. And I just uh, laid out that is a major strength of VT is scoring uh, those easy around the rim opportunities. Uh, Vermont at Binghamton's house uh, beat them 80 to 55 in the first game. They trounced them in the second game. So, Lundy, you got to come with me and uh, tap the tree, maybe get some maple syrup on Vermont. Minus 13 and a half against Binghamton. Again, still have no idea where that school is. Minus 110 at BetMGM. Well, we have a budding maple syrup conglomerate. Um, you know, Brad and I will be crashing a wedding uh, later this week. Uh, Brad, I actually looked it up uh, while you were talking. Uh, basically, if you start in Scranton, PA, and then you go straight north like you're going to Syracuse, Binghamton is, uh, I don't know, roughly halfway. A little bit less uh, than It's halfway. in Pennsylvania? No, it's just over the border. Into oh, New in New York. In New York, but it's about yeah. half. It's it's a little less than halfway if you were going between Scranton. Uh, insert office reference here, uh, and and Syracuse, where everyone that seems to work in our business uh, went to college. Hundred uh, percent. It's like it, slam it, dunk at minus one thousand. It's really kind of obnoxious, actually, the number of uh, people that work in media that went to Q's because it's like a it's like a cult. It's like when I'm around yeah. my wife when she's with her Jayhawk friends. Uh, Brad, I don't know jack shit about either of these schools, so I'm going to roll with you. Oh, I like that reasoning. Go! I mean, honestly, you did some research and you threw out some numbers. I found them on a map. I don't know. Let's have some fun. Uh, I just got a geography lesson, and I do like uh, rolling around a molasses, uh, which Vermont certainly does not do on the court. Back the catamounts. That's sticky. Number four. All right, let's go to the uh, Mammoth matchup tonight in the Mountain West Conference. And a lot of bubble implications here on the line, really for both teams, quite honestly. Uh, New Mexico traveling to Boise, Idaho, and taking on the Broncos of Boise State. Uh, right now, Boise State, I have projected as the number 11 seed on the latest version of the bracket, Big Board. And the very last team I have in at the moment None other than the Lobos. So a lot riding on this game uh, for both of these schools. And I like New Mexico as a result. Plus the six and a half here on the road in what used to be called uh, Taco Bell Arena. And that's uh, criminally uh, not called that anymore. Uh, a lot of uh, chicken style tacos, alfresca style, por favor. Uh, but I'm going to uh, take the points here. Uh, minus 110 at Bet MGM. Uh, you look at New Mexico. They've been decent on the road this season. Five and four straight up. And number seven in all of college basketball in those road matchups. An effective field goal percentage offense. Shooting 53.6% from two and over 41% from three. Now, they've been overly forgiving defensively. Number 135 in effective field goal percentage, D. But you go back to the first matchup. 
uh, played inside the pit earlier this season. It was an overtime thriller. I remember that was played on a Friday night. Uh, on the late night tip, I was locked and loaded on that. And uh, New Mexico got that key victory, 81-79. to I think it's going to be another one of those uh, nip and tuck affairs. Uh, Boise 12-1 at home this season. Uh, number 79, though, an effective field goal percentage offense. And number 18, an adjusted defensive efficiency in those home matchups. So with Jalen House back and healthy, match with Jamal Mashburn Jr., that dynamic duo in the backcourt in New Mexico, I think younger Patino keeps this one close. I'm not saying they win. I think Boise gets the W here, but they're not going to win by seven or more, uh, not based on the nature of how they play, which is more in the half-court setting. New Mexico loves to run. Uh, but if New Mexico just can show any kind of defense in this game, they're going to keep this under six points. I think they lose this by just three in the end. So Lundy, fade or follow the Lobos plus six and a half on the road against Boise State minus 110 at Bet MGM. Chalupas for everybody. Um, oh, yes. Don't like, um, this is a tough one, Brad, because again, I go back to trends. You know, I like trends. Um, I'm, I'm not a trendy person, uh, but I do like trends. Um, and it's because in the matchup between these two teams, the last five times they've played, the home team's covered in four out of the five. All right. So against the spread, the home team manages to cover. But Boise State has sucked against the spread in their last five games. They're 0 5. They're yep. not covering. Uh, nope. They're leaving the door open for these teams. And so, you know, unless something all of a sudden clicks, and in my opinion, uh, the only way that clicks is if you actually go back and call it Taco Bell Arena again, because college students. They dig the Chalupa. Um, I, I, that's the only way this is going to work. I, I'm with you that I think the Broncos may squeeze this one out, but it, it, with the way they've been playing and the fact that they're not covering, they're leaving the back door open. You sneak in, you grab a beverage, you steal the cookies where mom hides them in the cabinet. If you're going to leave the back door open, that's what the Lobos are going to do. I like where you've got them on your line right now in terms of the bracket, and I like them tonight plus the six and a half. If you're out there and you're slightly nervous about this one. There's a couple of games out there that I kind of like the alt line. I mm. hadn't really thought about this one, but this would be one that I'd be willing to bump up to like maybe nine and a half, maybe even 10 and a half and just keep the Lobos within single digits. Um, and you could make it a part of uh, another parlay, but I do also like it straight up because just of how Boise state's been playing lately. Yeah, build the bankroll, back to Lobos, buy yourself some Nachos Belgrande. Number three. All right, numero tres here on the Fade Five today. Uh, let's go to the uh, wildly mediocre ACC, uh, to really a conference just uh, largely down this year. I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat that, but uh, there is going to be points aplenty on the board tonight uh, between North Carolina State as they are hosting Wake Forest. Give me the over, 155 and a half at minus 110 at BetMGM. That seems like a, a hefty total but understand the style of play. Uh, Wake Forest, number 53 in the country, according to KenPom.com at Adjusted Tempo. North Carolina State, not that far off that pace at number 77. Uh, both these teams, top 38 in adjusted offensive efficiency with Wake Forest even better in effective field goal percentage offense. Number 24 in the country. They can really fill up the cup. Uh, Wake Forest as well. Uh, they don't play a lick of defense. Number 230 in the nation, an effective field goal percentage. D, uh, North Carolina State puts a little bit more effort in that category. Number 82 in EFG percentage defense, but not otherworldly body stretch of the imagination. Game one, 
finish at 156. So barely over. Uh, that's probably why the number is uh, where it's at. It was 79 to 77 Wolfpack in that matchup. I have NC State firmly in my projected field right now as the number eight seed Wake Forest firmly out. But uh, points, given the engines are going to be revved in this game, are going to be plentiful to say the least. So uh, fate or follow, Lundy, Demon Deacons and Wolfpack. On the over 155 and a half, minus 110 at BetMGM. I have nothing more to say other than smash it. I think they're going to destroy oh. this number. I, I don't think it's actually going to be close. I think they're going to go. Now, that said, I'm going to give you an alt line coming up in bonus time uh, mm. that I like on this one. But um, I, I think I, I don't think you're going to sweat this one. I know it was 156 last go around. I don't I don't know you're going to sweat this one. I think it's going to be points of plenty, defense optional. Um, and in in what you talked about as a mediocre ACC uh, conference this year, uh, give me the over, give me the points. Uh, nobody's playing any damn defense, especially Wake. Uh, team, team LeBron, a team Giannis, a rematch? Yeah, it's Wake Forest and NC State. Number two. I uh, numero dos. Oh, my goodness, a bubblicious matchup tonight in Madison, Wisconsin. And let's do it for a six-pack of spotted cow. Give me the Wisconsin Badgers inside the Kohl's Center, plus a one-and-a-half. And it's a visiting Iowa Hawkeyes, minus 110 at DraftKings. And look at Wisco. Uh, they have won three of their last four games. Or, excuse me, uh, let me read my handwriting. They have lost three of their last four games at home, which is very uncharacteristic for them. And in those home matchups, number 263 in effective field goal percentage offense and number 239 in effective field goal percentage defense. You're saying, why on earth would I throw my hard-earned cash behind a team that is just miserable in all those advanced categories? Well, I'm going to give you a reason why. Iowa 3-6 and six straight up away. Uh, and they're even worse in effective field goal percentage offense on the road, number 288. And in defense, number 202. But most importantly, number 348 and three-point percentage D away from Iowa City, where they're giving up 39.9%. So the key in this game is going to be Chucky Hepburn and Connor Esigen. Uh Those guys both shooting over 40% from way downtown for Bucky Badger as a collective at home this year, Wisconsin shooting a flat 39% on the season. Must win game for them. I currently have Wisconsin as my first team out of the projected NCAA tournament field. They win, even if New Mexico pulls a stunner tonight in Boise. I may elevate Wisconsin into the overall field because their top 15 strength of schedule just leaps off the screen. And playing Iowa, who I projected as the number eight seed, uh, will certainly not hurt in that capacity. So, Lundy, feed or follow Bucky Beecher. Plus one and a half at home. And gets the visiting Iowa Hawkeyes, Chris Murray and company. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Why do you always say it like that? Bucky Badger. Why Why you got to get into this? What's this weird voice you it's, do? Are you crying out for Looney thing, man? No, it's a Wisconsin out? thing. Yeah, but it's like you're trying to do the whole Mel Blank thing. You're trying to bring me a different voice. <laughs> hey, man, way back in the day when I was a, a student at a local junior college in Champaign, then the U of I, uh, before I found my wife, I dated some ladies from Chicago, and they all talked like this, and they said, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. 
I just can't. I just can't. Brad, I want to know if I can bet on uh, Fran getting tossed again. He got tossed in the first matchup. Oh, uh, are, are you familiar with the Fran Con meter? No. Oh, it's the thing that exists on social media. It's like uh, the, the the levels of buildup for Fran McCaffrey and Fran Con one is full meltdown. And we saw that last game. A lot of F-bombs. I liked it when he leaves the court. And the last thing he says to the ref, he points at him being held back one of his assistants. And he goes, F you! And then walks off. That's <laughs> just perfect. <laughs> I just typical Fran. Um, so I don't really like this one, Brad. I gotta be honest with you. I don't really like this one. I, I'm, mm. I'm going to, I'm, I, mm, can Iowa figure it out on the road? You think they can? Do I think they can? Do I think they can? Yes, I will fade. Uh, I will fade you. I I'm going to go, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'll lay the points with Iowa. I think they're going to figure this out as much as Wisconsin needs this. Um, I think Iowa would like to get a little revenge after screwing up at home, uh, and losing an OT. I'm going to fade you. I can't, I can't follow everything. Damn it. Uh, I got to fade you on this one. All right. Lenny Belize F you stands for fade you. Number one. Numero uno today on the Fade Five podcast. Uh, let's go to a battle in the Big East in a conference uh, that was uh, wild and wacky last night. Crane lost at home, at home in a marquee matchup uh, against the Marquette Golden Eagles. And Marquette right now has a stranglehold on the outright regular season title uh, in that league. Uh, but a team that is still in the conversation are the Providence Friars. I'm going to take them plus seven and a half. On the road against uh, who the heck knows what version's going to show up, the UConn Huskies uh, and Danny Hurley and company. Uh, Hurley's already highly caffeinated, I guarantee you. Minus 110 at BetMGM. Uh, why do I say never fade the Friars? It's very simple. Uh, they're road-proven this season. Now, they've dropped four of their last five games away from Rhode Island, but they're five and five overall on the road this season. And most importantly, number 56 in the country in road matchups and effective field goal percentage defense, giving up just 27.8% distance. Also an outstanding rebounding team, whether generating second chance opportunities or sealing off the defensive glass. Uh, remember, they won the first matchup. In Providence, inside the dunk, 73-61. to 61. Uh, Meanwhile, I look at UConn. They're 13-2 uh, in scores this season. Uh, and in those home games, uh, pretty good uh, advanced analytics. Number 17, and adjusted offensive efficiency. Number 34, and adjusted defensive efficiency. Uh, and they really get out and contest and challenge the arc, much like Providence does. Giving up just 26 flat percent on three-point shots there at home and also a very good rebounding team. I think this is just too many points. I think UConn does have the numerics advantage here, but I believe the Friars, again, I never fade them, are going to lose this sucker by five or six, and you're getting seven and a half right now at BetMGM. So minus 110, Lundy, fade or follow. I like this one. I like this one a lot. I don't trust UConn. I do not trust the Huskies whatsoever. I'm right there with you. You mentioned it right at the beginning when you were talking about this pick. I don't know which version I'm going to get. Um, yep. I've held, There's been a lot of teams, by the way, uh, this year that I never know which uh, version I'm going to get. Uh, see, uh, see Tad Boyle in Colorado uh, as an example. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
what the hell? I don't know what the hell is going to happen uh, <laughs> when CU takes the court, uh, which is going to make, by the way, uh, for anybody that's uh, already looking ahead about a week and a half, it's going to make the Pac-12 tournament really, really interesting oh. uh, because there could be some weird shit that happens in the first couple of days of that tournament. I'm telling you right now, um, it, it, when we get to where we're doing some weird futures bets, I may have to throw something on some random ass team uh, to pull off the upset. I mean, look what Oregon State did, uh, what, three seasons ago. I mean, it's yep. weird shit happens in the Pac-12 tournament, folks. Um, and CU may be at the heart of it because Tad's a great coach, uh, but he's just waiting for his recruits next year to show up. That's all. He's just trying to buy his time because he's got a great recruiting class next year. Uh, I like this one with Providence. I do not trust uh, UConn, so give me Providence to keep this one close uh, on the road. Let's hope UConn doesn't all of a sudden start, you know, hammering shit from outside. Uh, but beyond that, take Providence in this one. Good call. Uh, like Austin, like Albuquerque, like Portland, Oregon. Let's get weird indeed, Lundy. It's bonus time on this hump day edition of the pod. What else you got for me? Uh, first of all, if you're going to talk about the getting weird, I, I can't buy into Fort Worth with the funky town thing. I just, I, I just oh. FYI. I mean, Fort Worth, you're you're a rodeo town. Um, you're a cow town. You, you're a cow town. There's a reason there are songs written about the stockyards. Like, you're not funky, okay? It, like, sm- you're it smells funky in Fort Worth. I've been there. I know what it smells like because of the livestock that's always on hand. Did you see, uh, by the way, the post-game photo of Grady Dick? Just real quick, did you see no, that I after did. the win? He had he he had gotten one of the Funky Town shirts and he had written a giant W um, on it, which I thought was uh, the ultimate troll job. There, um, I mentioned that I was going to have Wake show up again. I did an alt line on this one, Brad. Tell me what you think. I'm taking Wake Forest plus nine and a half. So I'm taking okay. it. Uh, I think it was at six and a half, five and a, I think it's five and a half. I bumped yep. it up to nine and a half. So I need Wake to keep this one in single digits, and then I brought the total down to one forty-eight and a half. If you do those oh. two things, if you do both of those things, same game parlay plus one ten mm. at Bet MGM. So again, nine and a half, and then you could fluctuate it. Like if you wanted to bump Wake even up to like eleven and a half, and then move that total. Like I said, I love the total at one fifty-five and a half. I was just trying to get myself a little bit of a buffer um, and in the hopes that the demon deacons can somehow keep this close. Um, you know, it, scary mascot, uh, the whole thing. Anyway, um, but Stamp we'll, of approval, Lundy. All right, there we go. Um, on the ice tonight, there's actually only three games. I already told you my favorite bet. We started it off in hump day hockey uh, off the top, the no goal in the first 10 between Winnipeg and the Islanders. I actually like Winnipeg to win in this one. It's essentially a pick them uh, as it stands right now, but Winnipeg is one, four of six. The Islanders have lost four of six. So the two teams are passing each other in the night right now in terms of how they are trending. So we're going to get crazy with the cheese whiz here, folks. You got to write this down because I'm not cool and I don't have those banners on the screen like Brad does. Um, all right. I like Winnipeg plus one and a half. So Winnipeg plus on the puck line. I'm going to do the same thing with Arizona at home against Calgary. Calgary's kind of a mess right now if you're paying attention to the Flames. And I think the Coyotes, as mediocre as they have been, can take advantage of that. So I'm taking them plus one and a half. They've actually got points in nine out of their last ten games, by the way, the Yotes do. And then Dallas is taking on uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I cannot figure out what's going on with Dallas right now. They have lost four in a row, including three in a row at home. And they're still in first place in the division somehow. Um, And I'm going to lay the puck line with Dallas because I think if you're going to get right, it's going to happen against Chicago. So uh, if I take uh, my Winnipeg plus one and a half, Arizona plus one and a half, Dallas minus one and a half. You with me, folks? Um, Is a plus 270 
over at BetMGM. And then, oh, oh, baby. You like to throw out a Team Huevos parlay, right? Yeah, I do. All right, I'm going to throw this out. Folks, I'm not telling you to bet the farm on this. I'm telling you to throw a quarter unit on it or something just for fun. When I got up this morning, this was my straight-up gut feel for the three hockey games tonight. Winnipeg on the money line, Arizona on the money line to just pull the flat-out upset uh, against Calgary, and then Dallas minus one-and-a-half against Chicago. If you put those together, plus 783 at DraftKings if you're willing to go. And again, those are my straight – I woke up this morning – Gut picks because there's only three games on the ice tonight. Winnipeg money line, Arizona money line, Dallas minus one and a half, 783 at DraftKings. And Brad, before we get to yours, you might have been doing it. We got to give a shout out to our guy Kevin that hit us up. You asked people to show us their parlay. Show us your show us your parlays. Um last night. He went with the full 10 leg alt line. Uh, yeah, I saw that. And, he and- went- Eight, one, and one. <laughs> You're right. Virginia Tech. The hokey pokey screwed him. Yeah, and Air Force was a push because he had Air Force uh, at the five, and that wound up being a push. But we promised we'd give you guys shout-outs if you share your favorite parlays with us. Yep. And he was aiming for the fences because he had a 100% boost from DraftKings. So he was like, screw it. I'm going for eight, one, and one. Kevin, well done, and thanks for hitting us up on social media. Uh, and uh, the huevos hecates also apply oh, not yeah. only to Lundy, but also to Kevin uh, with that parlay play that just fell a little bit short. Speaking of the Team Huevos parlay play of the day, uh, here it is in college basketball. On him, all money lines, give me Army, who clobbered Boston in the first matchup. They're at home tonight with the best offensive teams in their conference. I think they get the win. Virginia on the road to Boston College. You need any other reason? No, you don't. Uh, UVA is going to win. May not cover, uh, but they will win that game by low single digits. North Carolina in a must-win game at Notre Dame tonight. I think they squeak by with a victory over the not-so-fighting Irish. Uh, And then NC State, we've already talked about against Wake Forest. I like Lundy's play up on Wake to plus 9.5, but I think NC State will get the win by around 4 or 5 points, and the over, as we've discussed, will also hit in this game. So you see all those legs there, plus 264 at DraftKings, all those teams got to do, again, is win. Additionally, in bonus time, one other matchup that I really like tonight, uh, Tulane against number one ranked Houston. Uh, and I'm taking the over here, and we've seen that number climb, that total. It opened at 143. It's up to 145 and a half right now at BetMGM, and I would still take it. Uh, as I've discussed, Houston, they're not the walking dead zombies. They are the last of us zombies. They're fast in nature. They attack you relentlessly. On the glass, uh, they can fly in transition. They create a lot of pressure off uh, turnovers or turnovers off of pressure. You look at Tulane, number five in the nation are the fighting Sean Kings and adjusted tempo this season. And they've been pretty good in the AAC, putting ball through basket. Number two, an effective field goal percentage offense. Yeah, Houston's a little bit slower, a whole lot slower, to be honest. Number 348 adjusted tempo, but uh, they don't mind flying up and down the, the court, and I think that will be the case tonight. I think they score 85 on Tulane. We're just going to need around, uh, what, 75 or 70 or so uh, to hit the over here uh, with the green wave, and we're cashing a winning ticket. All right, we got to cash out right now on the Feed 5 podcast. Uh, again, 
Drop us a rating and a review at your convenience. Uh, we really appreciate it. It really helps out the podcast tremendously. Also, uh, submit. If you have a parlay play or a hot pick that you want to share with us, go to our Twitter accounts, Lundy at Nate Lundy, uh, my Twitter account at Noisy Huevos. We post all of our picks on a fancy, uh, not-so-sophisticated spreadsheet that's free to the masses. I always track our work, always free, always transparent. Go to Twitter. Uh, if you want to exercise, both those options right now. For Hockey Hump Day and Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.